You're listening to the Grapes and Gorak Podcast. Powered by Overtime Media. Welcome back. Episode 71 of the Grapes and Gorak Show. I'm Grapes. I'm Gorak. Uh, this is... Might be a little difficult. We, uh, we've had some tef- technical difficulties to, uh, yeah. to start already. Off to a rough start. Rough start there. You know, um, went a few minutes and had to cut out. We'll see how this one goes. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's it's tough times here in America. We got to do this stuff remotely. <laughs> um, everyone's being quarantined. Uh, people are dying. Uh, some serious stuff out there. We uh, we don't want to get caught up in it, so we're staying out of the su- studio, being bleached and sanitized by people in hazmat suits to begin with. Um, <laughs> so in a couple of weeks, we should be fine to go back in. Yeah, we'll be okay. And the NFL just keeps going on. They're not concerned about it. They're just, you know, business this as usual. Is, yeah, well, this is how, like, most of the stuff's going on. So, you know, if the NFL can do it, we can do it. Yeah, um, we, can't, we can't stop now. Uh, the uh, the episode's just going to contain a bunch of free agency talk. Yeah, a lot uh, of news. A lot of stuff well, going on. Yeah, we, uh, we, we didn't record last week, and at the end of last week... Uh, the Vikings had cut Xavier Rose and Linval Joseph. Uh, ended up saving about $20 million. Yeah, uh, both players underperformed. Not really uh, worth keeping around for their price tag. Yeah, we uh, we had kind of been discussing that all offseason. So like it really didn't come as a surprise to us. Yeah, if you were surprised, you weren't listening to us. Or really, I mean, most Viking. I feel like most people that looked at any contract stuff or did any mock offseason, like the first thing you did was cut Rose and cut Joseph. So... Yeah. Not really a surprise uh, there. But it opened nope. up a lot of cap. Yeah, and it opened up a lot of cap for uh, for a Kirk Cousins extension. Uh, Which actually opened up more cap. Yeah, uh, yeah. so I guess before before we even get to spending any money, we're saving more money. Uh, we're, we're extending Kirk Cousins two years, $66 million deal, $61 million guaranteed. Um, His cap number is only $21 million now, so we opened up $10 million of space with that move. Which was actually a lot more than I expected. I was kind of under the, the assumption that, like, well, I don't think you're going to save a ton of money with him, but $10 million, that was quite a big uh, chunk that he took. He didn't, like, really take less money. It's just all signing bonus and spread across. But it was nice of him. Nice of him to, you know, lower the cap hit. Yep, so that opened up about, uh, got us to around, like, $30 million to play with. Yeah, look at us. And we went from, like, negative 10 to 30 Everson yeah. Griffin opted out and then, you know, all the cuts and whatnot. And plenty of cap. Yeah, here we go. And then uh, then the fun began. We uh, we started off with a CJ Ham extension. Uh, was that three years, twelve million? Yeah, I think his cap at this year is like less than two million though. But yeah, I think it's three for twelve. Okay, all right. And no no problems here. Um, oh, yeah. I don't have any problems with that. And then uh, what else came in hot? Oh, well, we tagged the, Anthony uh, Harris. Anthony Harris tra- transition tag. No, whatever. I don't think there is transition tags anymore. I think it's just the franchise tag. Well, there's two different kinds of There's tags. the non-exclusive and the exclusive. So I'm assuming he got the non-exclusive. So a team could offer him money, but we'd have to give, they'd have to give us a first, I believe. Yes. Um, Sounds so, like we're shopping him, though. Like I feel like it was one of those, we tagged him, but we don't really want to pay him $11 million. So we're tagging him just to try to shop him for a pick. And it sounds like Cleveland's interested. Kevin Stefanski. Might want yeah, Anthony he, Harris. Yeah, he saw him up close and personal for the last f- 
four or five year five years. Um, so I mean, his whole career. Know, so yeah. Yeah, he's he's familiar with him. Uh, the Anthony Harris thing is weird. It's like I've gone like I feel like full circle like three times on it. Like Anthony Harris, uh, the safety position isn't like worth you know paying. Then he was like so good that it's like oh, okay, maybe we should pay him. And then when the talk was like that we didn't value it, it's like oh okay, interesting. And then yeah. we tagged him, and it was like what the hell? What's going on here? And now they're talking about trading him, and it's just like I don't know. Every time I do like a mock draft and stuff, it's like there's so many good safeties that I almost want to just trade him for a second or a third round pick and draft a safety in the mid rounds, yep. and not um, pay 11 million. It, exactly. And as much as I like Anthony Harrison, like the tag, the price on his head right now is like what 11 six or something like yeah. that. It's and not terrible, but no. And you know, we 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 had money to play with, so it makes sense to do it. If if you can't get you know somebody to bite on a decent pick, he plays out the year and you move on in the next season. Yeah. Um, Sounds like he wants a pretty big contract because uh, I saw one report that it's not really the compensation that we want that's holding up any sort of deal. It's like the contract he wants. That Cleveland's yeah, I, a little like, uh, hmm, I don't know about that. So he must want like top safety money, which I don't. I guess I don't blame him. You know. No, I mean when you when you finish, you know, Pro Football Focus's number two, one safety, two was, safety, yeah, top one or two, safety. and um, led the league in picks. Yeah, tied for the league lead with six interceptions. It it makes sense to be uh, to want to get paid. Uh, yeah, and you know, so if that's all that's holding up, like us trading them, it makes sense, and maybe he will just end up playing for us on the tag. Yeah, and then um, just walk after this year. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a win-win. Either we keep Anthony Harris and we have two good safeties or we trade him, get another pick to our stockpile, and we have $11 more million to play with if we wanted to sign like a lineman or a receiver or something. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm sort of right now at this very moment, I would prefer to trade him if at least get like a third-round pick. Even yeah, a fourth, I, I'd be like, okay, I get it. But anything less I, than that, it's like, that's the point. I think I think like a four and six or you know, a four yeah. and a future pick. Um, yeah, you could do that. I, Maybe add to twenty twenty one. Yeah, I think there, that's like the de- like the cutoff for me. Everything else is like, well, I I guess you know what? It doesn't even matter because I figured we were gonna lose them. Like you said, yeah, full circle. It, like a- any sort of compensation. If it ends up being a fifth, it's just an extra pick. Um, yeah, it is what it is. So, what is your before we move on from the Kirk Cousins thing? What's your initial thoughts on the fact that we extended him? Are you because we had um, talked about like we want at least a check mark of like resolving the situation so i'm glad it's resolved but i see a lot of fans like great now we're stuck with him or you know i don't know i i feel like you weren't gonna find anyone better easily like guaranteed who would you have gotten obviously we weren't gonna sign someone you were having kirk it was gonna be a rookie probably yeah and with that being said i think i think extending kirk cousins shows that zimmer and kubiak uh the you know the two big guys who oversee Kirk Cousins and you know judge him. They obviously see that he's the quarterback who can get it done, um, and giving him an, ex- an extension, which the Redskins never did, shows some faith in him, and maybe he does start to get more comfortable. Yeah, I don't think you could just let him play out this last season. Like I feel like that would have been kind of weird, but I also think the extension had a lot to do with like cap space because some of it. Like, he took out his no-trade clause, so we could actually trade him if we wanted to. Like, it might be – you could still draft a quarterback this year 
and let Cousins play for two years and then move on him when it gets to that $45 million. But yeah. either way, I'm glad we, I mean, A, it opened up cast space, and B, we don't have to have him playing on, like, a one-year, you know, that would just like, be kind of a, a even with Zimmer and Spielman, it's like, can we just extend both of them, too? Yeah. Although some fans probably don't want Spielman to extend because, I don't know, I've seen some people on Twitter that are ready to burn it all down, so. Yeah, I, uh, I, I've seen that stuff, too. And, and that's where, like... Where like the fun really starts because well wait after Britain I, no, Cole no, no, quit. I, 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 before Britton Cole quit um, oh was it the uh, the the cryptic the cryptic tweets oh yeah started yeah, yeah. coming in um, what was the first one uh, it's time new for beginnings. new beginnings now I feel like that was like the reason he did that was because of the Kirk Cousins extension and I mentioned uh, or I heard Paul Allen also mention that like I don't think Diggs likes Kirk Cousins. I don't think he does either. And I feel uh, like it was like, this asshole got an extension. I want out of here, you know? Yeah, like, I can't play with I can't play with Kirk anymore. Like, I cannot watch him, you know, be my quarterback. Yeah, he just he just doesn't, he doesn't, no, doesn't have a good vibe with that guy. And it, it seemed like, uh, you know, it's like, okay, it's just Diggs being Diggs, who knows. But then, like, some random, like, Pats fan was, like, did a tweet where it's like, oh, it's just Diggs being a big baby, blah, blah, blah. And then Diggs, like, replied to him. Which, like, no, that isn't the case. Something's going to change or something like that. And it was like, oh, Yeah, okay. he's like, something's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was, yeah. It's like, oh, okay, interesting. You were, like, t- uh, texting me, like, and it's like, I don't know. At this point, I would not be shocked at all to see it come across my Twitter. Like, you know, Schefter, breaking news, Stefan Diggs traded. Um, but, and around that time while we were texting, Schefter came out and said there had been no news on the uh, the Stefan Diggs front. Yeah, you uh, Nothing like even like local beat writers are like no they they don't plan on trading him they still sources still say they have no interest in trading him. I wonder if the Vikings like I I'm sure Buffalo came came you know came calling and the Vikings were like all right you know we'll talk and we'll seriously like listen and negotiate but you can't say a word if anything gets out we're like we'll deny it. We'll, we just we'll seem like we have a really competent front office that is able to. Like, they didn't really have a ton of leverage. You could clearly see Diggs is not happy here, and they still managed to get a great haul and also, like, keep the perception that we would be willing to just keep him on our team and not trade him. Yeah. Well, they did it all last year. He was clearly and, unhappy when he just walked off the course. And the Bill, yeah. <laughs> but, and, like, the Bills, you know, they had a, had a lot of money to spend, and they were quiet for the most part throughout yeah. the day. Um, but then, so... So cryptic tweets coming in, and then we extend Britton Colquitt or resign him. Yeah, uh, that was what three years, nine. Yeah, sounds million, right. Eight million. I mean, you got to get Colquitt back, you know. Then we we don't have Bailey yet, but we almost have the band back together. Yeah, and it sounds like we're we're talking to Bailey's guys, and uh, I'm sure it's gonna be around that Mason Crosby four for four for sixteen or whatever. Yeah, it's a lot for a kicker, but you know it is what it is. Like you want a competent kicker, and Bailey was I, really good last year. Yeah, I think I saw the Vikings were uh, number four in kicking percentage, and that combined like extra points and field goals. So yeah, I mean, he was better than Crosby. I mean, I guess I didn't look at the stats, but like I'd rather have Dan Bailey than Mason Crosby. Yeah, we had we had a number four kicking unit. I, I I'll, I'll take that. Keep no them all upgrade. together. Yep. And if we can afford to do that, which we we can now, you yeah. Do it. Um, and then was there anything else? No, nope, I got nothing else. I mean, 
non-Viking related, but kind of Viking related, uh, you had the shocker trade of DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson and what was it, a fourth, basically? And then they swapped other picks. Yeah, or wasn't it David Johnson in a second? Oh yeah, David Johnson in a second, then I think they swapped forth something like that. But yeah. basically, it has nothing to do with the Vikings, but like just in, just in comparison of what we got compared to what they got for Hopkins, Rick Spielman, better GM than Bill O'Brien. Oh my God. You know, that man, it's terrible because he's the head coach and the GM, so he has a personal relationship with these guys. Yeah, he's just so winging if, it. Yeah, yeah it, he's not even getting fair compensation for his best player. Well, it's funny because, like, at first it leaked out, like, David Johnson of the Texans, and it was like, oh, damn, like, you're going to have Hopkins, Fuller, David Johnson, like, that's going to be a good team. And then it's like, oh, wait, you gave up Hopkins for and David he, Johnson? Like, that that contract was massive. Well, and, and then you're going, yeah, and you're going, all right, well, the Cardinals are clearly going to eat some of that David Johnson money. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> they don't. He takes the <laughs> no. whole thing. As I think this year, David Johnson has a higher cap hit than DeAndre Hopkins did. Oh, so bad. Or it's like roughly the same, because I know uh, Johnson's is 14 mil, and I think Hopkins was somewhere between 13 and 15 million. It's just weird. Did they not shop him around? It's like being in a fantasy league, and like you just go right to one team and say, like, hey, I'll trade you Hopkins. What do you got? Instead of like offering it to all 11 teams and saying, like, hey. Yeah. Who's got the best offer? Like, it just seems weird to me. Like, did you not offer it to Buffalo? Because I feel like you wouldn't you rather get those package of picks and then just draft a running back? But apparently not. So then, you know. And I, I was like, all right, well, I mean, I don't, I, I don't 100% agree with it. But I was like, well, you know, all right, well, Hopkins wants a new deal. He's, you know, he's almost 30. And then I looked and he's 27. So it's <laughs> not... <laughs> I mean, it just made no sense. <laughs> I feel like the only way it makes sense is if, like, Hopkins had given off the impression, like, I will sit out games if I don't get a new deal. But, like, really? Would you? Does he have, like, three years left on his deal? Like, are you really going to sit out? I don't. Yeah. I don't. What are you going to? You're going to sit out 48 games? <laughs> yeah. And it just and seems very, it's like you have no leverage there. So, but anyways, after that, later on, late in the night. Uh, the, the breaking news happened and the biggest, I feel like the biggest Viking news, the shocker kind of, I don't know. I feel like it was a little bit percolating there. Oh, and you know, even around like four o'clock, there were tweets going all, uh, saying there was a, another wide receiver, big name wide receiver on the move. I did remember seeing that, but like that just kind of like came and went. Nobody really thought it. Everyone like kind of forgot about it. It seemed like the day was kind of over. Like I was in bed, like, all right, I think I, you know, all the free agency stuff is done. And then all of a sudden, digs traded. Finding the right pros for home projects can be tough and spark a lot of questions like, how do I find a pro who can help? Will they do a good job? Will I get a fair price? That's where HomeAdvisor can help. From leaky faucets to major remodels, HomeAdvisor connects you to the right pro for the job in seconds and even helps you get a fair price. Read reviews, check project cost guides, and book appointments. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free HomeAdvisor app to start your next project. Which, you know, to Buffalo. To Buffalo for, for uh, a first, a fourth, a sixth, and a f- next year's fifth? Buffalo is sending four picks to Minnesota. A first, a fifth, a sixth this year. A fourth next year, and they got a seventh back from us. 
So and we had a we, we got did. a one, a four, a five, and a six, and they got Diggs in a seventh. But the fourth and, is in twenty twenty one. And we don't have to pay David Johnson. <laughs> yeah, that is the key. That is the key. We actually saved I what did we save five million against the cap. So we get like nine million in dead money and we but he would have been paid like fourteen million, so we saved five yep. million. So not the biggest, you know, boost, but another five million. Um what do you think? What's your what was your first reaction to the Diggs trade? Uh, wow! Like wow! Uh, what the fuck? Yeah, you you were pretty uh, upset at first. I feel like. Yep, and then, but I think at first I didn't like I I I skimmed through the compensation. I didn't really like take it all in. Yeah, but but you, you know after like an hour or so, I uh, I, I just like started looking. at it. I'm like, well, you know, now you got twenty two. And twenty-five. Um, and you have I, what twelve or thirteen picks total this year? Like thir- we are loaded. Thirteen picks without trading yet. Like we're going to be yeah. going to get guys he, we like. Yeah, he almost can't trade back this year. He like has to move up. I feel like he has I, to move up to go back. <laughs> yeah, we, he's got to manipulate the board. That's what Rick does. I feel like when I initially saw it, because we had talked earlier in the day of like what would we be okay with. And I think we both settled on kind of like a first and a third, or a first. I know we didn't really talk about a first and a bunch of picks, which is kind of what this turned into. Which yeah. to me is probably even better, actually, because I feel like the guy that you get in the fourth is probably similar to the guy that get you in the third. It's just like who do you like as a team? Yeah. So when I saw the like the what we got back, I was like, oh fuck yeah! Like Rick Spielman crushed it. But obviously, we lost a really good player. Like I, yeah. I don't like. It's not like. I think Diggs is like, oh, go have fun in Buffalo. You suck. Like he's really fucking good. I think we got a better haul than the Giants got for Beckham. It, I think so. I mean, I mean, the the they got a higher draft pick. Um, yeah. And it all depends on how you personally feel about Jabril Peppers. I think he's you know middle of the road safety. He's cool. He's fun to watch. I I don't think he's like he's not like a game you know, star. He's not. Yeah, he's not a star. Um, but he's solid. And they got a third. I think yeah. that was that was it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a f- like the thirteenth pick, a solid player, and a third round pick. And I don't know. I think we. I, it, it's, I feel like it. it's pretty similar, but I think I'd prefer ours. Like that fourth in twenty twenty one really is just like a nice little nice little toss in. I like that. Yeah, and like what if what if Buffalo slips this year? What if it, what if they uh, what if they they end up like six and ten? What Josh you get Allen a gets better him? fourth. What? <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, I'm just saying it's... it's. It, I don't think that's that big of a deal, Ryan. What well, if they slip I, and that fourth is like in the top half of the round and not the bottom half? That really well, that really gets you gets you excited? I mean, it's kind of like having an extra third at that point if they're really bad. I don't think they're going to be that bad, but you never know. Um, it's Buffalo. It is, it is Buffalo. I did love that we traded him to Buffalo. Again, not that I don't like, like Diggs, but he clearly... It's kind of like everyone's like, why would you trade him? It's like, what he clearly wasn't happy here. Like the, now that it's happened, which I feel like we we both talked about like pre- earlier in the day. Like once the trade happens, then it's fact he didn't want to be here. Otherwise, you wouldn't trade him. Like they didn't just yeah. trade him just cause. It's cause he wanted to get out of here. So like yeah. if you were able to get that much back for a guy who didn't want to be here, 
you did pretty good. And all the people going like, why would you trade a 26-year-old, like, you know, best route runner in the league? Because he didn't want to be here. So either you force him to stay and maybe things get worse. And a guy who clearly doesn't like your quarterback, or you just trade him and get a bunch of picks. Like, it's just easier to trade him once you get that fair deal. Yeah. And like you said, if he doesn't want to be here, that, that could not only hurt, like, you know, him, but the entire team. That could yeah. take you from eleven and five down to seven and nine so fast. Like yeah, he could derail a season, and it's funny because like people would always be like, "Oh, you know, Thielen throws you know tantrums on the sidelines too," and him and Diggs are like, everyone just picks on Diggs. But Diggs did like bail on the team after the Bears game. He didn't show up to practice. It's like that's a totally different thing. And then like had all those weird press conferences and stuff. It's like. Anyone that was saying, like, oh, he's just, you know, Diggs being Diggs, whatever, well, he clearly didn't want to be here. Like, that's proven now by the fact that we traded him. So, yeah. it's it just reminds me of, like, the Harbin thing and the Moss thing. Like, at least we got a bunch of picks for a guy who didn't want to be here. Like, otherwise, what are you going to do? Just make him sit here? Yeah, there, there, there's nothing you really, you really can do with a guy like Diggs. Like, I, I love him. He was probably... You know, top three favorite players for me. Yeah, um, I, me too. Like, not taking anything away from his skills and, like, how awesome he was to watch and the miracle and everything. But, like, how, for some reason, I don't know why, it probably was Kirk Cousins. He didn't want to be here. So, sorry, you got to go. And to get uh, this much shit for a guy that didn't want to be here is pretty impressive. True. Uh, I am just upset at how many bubble screens that are going to go to Adam Thielen where I'm like, throw it to Diggs and it won't, it won't be there anymore. It does just suck. Like, why could he not just suck it up? And, like, like you want to go play with Josh Allen? The dude is, like, a 50% completion percentage. He airmails way more balls than Kirk. Like, I don't, like, it's just, I don't understand why he. And I also feel like, you know, like, Amari Cooper just got five for 100. Give give Diggs, like, one year and he's going to be bitching about his pay. I guarantee it. And so, I, think, I think Diggs wanted to be the guy. Yeah, you know? maybe that was he, part he of it, was, too. He was, like, supposed to be the guy last year because Thielen got hurt and everything, but we're a run-oriented team, so we only end up with 67 catches. A year after, he caught 100 balls. Yeah, it's so weird because, like, he went from the Filippo where it was like, you're in the slot and we're just going to give you targets, but your yards per catch is garbage, to being, like, a deep threat in this Stefanski offense where he had over 1,000 yards on, like, 60 catches, which is crazy. But still was sort of like, I think a lot of fans are like, you know, he should have got more targets when Thielen was out. You know, we run the ball too much, whatever, whatever. But he went to the Bills, and I'm pretty sure Josh Allen's never even thrown for 300 yards in his career. So I just like, what did he just want to go to like an Andy Reid offense where they throw every down? Because I don't know if that's Buffalo. Yeah, and like, I like Josh Allen. He's fun to watch, but I mean, if I, if you. Asked me, would I rather catch passes from Josh Allen or Kirk Cousins? It's It's got to be Kirk Cousins. I mean, they're just different. Like, Josh Allen, I feel like, is more of like a playmaker, but a lot of it's with his legs, and a lot of it is, like, he kind of reminds me of, like, Cam Newton. Like, he's just wildly inaccurate, but also, like, has a cannon arm and can make plays with his legs and exciting. But if, if Diggs is frustrated that he's not getting hit, you know, balls deep to him, you know, Kirk is overthrowing him occasionally, pretty sure Josh Allen's going to do that more often. And now you're in Buffalo. I don't know. Doesn't seem like he really won out on that deal. No, I and the thing is, is do you do you want numbers or do you want to win? 
I know the Bills made the playoffs last year. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, Bills you had a hundred. You, you had a hundred. You had a hundred catches, and you missed the playoffs. You have sixty-seven catches, and you win a playoff game. Yeah. Which, like, what do you prefer? I mean, I, I guess if you want to uh, have your cake and eat it too. I mean, <laughs> he wants the ball like, and he wants to win. Yeah, like, I, I mean, that's obviously understandable as well. But, again, you're going to Buffalo, who, albeit a good team, I don't think they were set up more to win than we were. Like, I don't, I just, it's, it is weird to, like, you made it to the divisional round, you had 1,000 yards. It, your quarterback wasn't bad. Like, it's so, it seems odd. Like, his... I feel like everything with Kirk Cousins is, is like, thrown under a microscope. Yeah, you know. It seems yeah. like he's like picked apart for some reason, and maybe it was like a personality thing. Maybe Diggs just didn't think he was a good leader. Didn't think he was like a good uh, something. I mean, clearly, yeah, something. that could be it. That could be it. Maybe he just did not like Kirk Cousins. Um, Thanks a lot, Kirk. <sighs> bet he loves Teddy. Yeah, I bet he loves Teddy. Loves Case oh. Keenum too. Oh, Case Keenum, going to Stefanski. Did you see yeah. that? I did. Back three up. years, eighteen million. Going to be Baker's uh, backup over there. Well, Teddy went to the Panthers. Yeah, three years, sixty mil, something yeah, like that. Twenty mil a year. Good for that him. Comeback. That's a good fit. That's. A I really like that. Fit. Yeah, get DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, Curtis Samuel. Oh, um, any? Uh, oh, we. Another thing the Vikings did. We slapped a uh, second round tender on Eric, on Eric Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Oh, um, it's a little surprising. I thought we'd probably go like a like just the the lowest, you know, original and just. But I guess they're you're kind of like locking him in as your third linebacker, and maybe just don't worry about linebacker at all. Besides, maybe you know, like mid round random piece. white guy, you know, that's terrible at football. We usually do one of those. Uh, yeah, someone like uh, this guy Cameron Smith, eh? Cameron Smith, yeah, Ben uh, Gideon. Those guys are good. Well, uh, Gideon's like gotta, the top one ever of those types, and he still yeah, sucks. You, you gotta get a thumper. Everyone needs a thumper. <laughs> He's great on special teams. A uh, couple other random Viking things. Stephen Weatherly went to the Panthers. That should. I'm hoping if we don't sign anyone, maybe a sixth round comp pick. And then Trey Wayne's got like a 14 million dollars a year from the Bengals, which yeah, three that could be third round million. comp. Whew. Yeah, well, he got paid. Yeah, For all the people that, that said he's just complete trash, you know, it seems like teams valued him as actually something. Yeah, because it took him two days for him to uh, uh, decide on that contract. So I I would guess that there were offers. Yeah, you know, offers were there. I mean, at least one team really likes you. Fourteen mil a year is pretty damn good. So you've seen a lot of Viking fans just like ready to just fire Spielman. Like, what do? You, What's your thoughts on the general direction? I feel like people are like jumping the gun. It's like, hey, the offseason's not over yet. We have 13 yeah. draft picks and like 15 million of cap space. Calm the fuck down. Like everyone's just like, we're terrible now. We're rebuilding. We we don't have a second receiver now. We don't have a DT. We have no cornerbacks. But it's we're not done yet. I'm confused. Uh, well, I want to introduce people to wide receiver to Irv Smith Jr. Oh, okay. Uh, Irv you're going with. Um, so I wouldn't be too worried. You still have four weapons to throw to Irv, Kyle, Adam, and Dalvin. Uh, 
what well, is funny like it's we we didn't have Thielen for what of half the year almost maybe just short of that we were still pretty damn good on offense so yeah. i'm not and i'm not trying to say like yeah you're not of course you're gonna miss digs it's gonna it's gonna be a hole but you can find a vet receiver draft a couple guys maybe one of the top three does fall to us in the draft like you can replace that production maybe not to the quite as good but if you also improve the offensive line it, i don't know maybe kirk doesn't want a receiver that hates him out on the field maybe he'll feel a little more comfortable i don't know and so, a, a lot of digs you know he uh was what top five in the league if not led the league in uh 40 yard catches over 40 yeah, yards deep balls yes and like a, a lot of his routes were were deep deeper routes and if that's kind of the strategy for an ex-receiver, uh, like Rashad Perryman comes to mind. Yep. You want to go draft uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, KJ Hamler, there's guys a, like it, that. There's a bunch of guys in the draft. That, like you said, Perryman would be a good one. But, I mean, I, I feel like especially with Kirk, who doesn't force the ball to players, which probably upset Diggs because he wants the ball, but it's always like who the read takes him to. Yeah, you can to, well, find some guys to like run those routes, and if they're open, he'll get them the ball, and they probably won't bitch as much. So Kirk, Kirk Cousins threw for four thousand yards and thirty touchdowns with fucking Ryan Green, Jamison Crowder. Okay, yeah, that's crazy. But, I mean, this year he had for most of the year he had Diggs and BC or not? Yeah, because Thielen's out. Diggs and BC Johnson. Yeah, like, I mean, like BC only averaged twenty yards a game, but. Like, who the hell did he throw to when Thielen was out? Kyle. Kyle Irv. Rudolph, I guess, had really good, like, and, Like, Irv didn't, like, have some, like, big... I mean, he was he solid. Spread it he, out a, I, he spread it out a lot. I mean, yeah, like, that, I like, feel like that's what Kirk does. He spreads it out. Like, he's throwing a lot of screens. He's, you know, taking some deep shots at digs. Thielen on third and, downs. You know, it's like... like so, sorry, but, like, having, like, an elite underneath route guy, Adam Thielen, seems to be more of his bread and butter. Yeah. Like... Give me the guy who can make plays after the catch underneath, and that's where I'm looking at right away. Jamison mm-hmm. Crowder or his tight end in Washington would be like Jordan Reed, Vernon Davis, um, would always hit Chris Thompson. He works from, like, the bottom to the top. You yeah. Know? I mean, just find a, a, a guy with speed. You draft two guys in the middle of rounds, and you'll have – yeah, it's not going to be Diggs. They won't be as good as Diggs, but, like, as a group – can they have that same production? I mean, you're going to have Thielen, BC, BB. You got the young guys at Hollins and Dylan Mitchell. Like, who knows? But sign a vet. If you don't get a guy in the first, there's like, you could easily draft a guy at third and with both our thirds, our third and a fourth. And you got two guys that should be very good with how deep this class is that you could find a, a burner that could replace that side. Yeah, this wide receiver class is so good where it's like your, your value uh, kind of. Kind of goes up like half a round. Yeah. Compared to other years where, you know, you get a guy where us it would be like the middle of the third, but really you're getting a guy who would be at like the top of the third or even end of the second. I mean, if, uh, in years past. Viking fans know like Tyler Johnson, how good he was. And like if you do a mock, he goes in like the third and fourth round. Yeah. You he, can get a guy that was that productive. That late, and then just grab two of them. Get now, get a speedster because he's not really a you know top end speed guy. But no, but like Tyler Johnson's a nice fit. He uh, you know he's he's not like super big, but he can make big plays. 
Um, I I like his game. Uh, very surprised that he's not like, you know, high, more highly touted. I guess there's some like knocks on like his work ethic and his character. Yeah, there's definitely some character questions. And then he didn't run at the combine or do anything at the combine, so that's yeah. kind of a red flag. I feel like that's dropped him like a whole round. But and just with how deep the class is, with you know, like you said, Ayuk and Hamler, and it's like it's absolutely stacked with just like T Higgins and uh, Denzel Mims had a really good combine. There's like. And then the top three, obviously Ruggs, Judy, and Lamb, who, like, before it was like, oh, if they fell, like, you almost have to take them, but, like, it's almost kind of dumb because you already have two receivers. Well, now if one of them's there, it's, like, a no-brainer to just go grab them. And even if one is close, you know, if you get to 16, 17, and one of 18, and one of them are still on the board, you might want to try and jump ahead of, like, the Eagles yeah. or something like that and get one of them. Mm-hmm. And now you have, like, like m- you know, multiple picks to go do it. Yeah, and, like, if you're doing that, you don't you don't necessarily have to trade both your first to go get that guy unless you, like, really want to go get that guy. I mean, if you're um, trading both those first, you better be getting into the top ten. Well, the, yeah, I- exactly. Like, the uh, kind of like how the Falcons did way back with Julio Jones. Yeah, I uh, I would I would prefer we don't do that. I mean, I'm going to be excited if we did it and we got like one of those guys, but that to me just seems like I don't know. I'd rather just get a guy in the second round and hope he's. Yep, I I agree. I think there's uh there's so many holes that you can uh, try and fill on this roster where having two first round picks definitely plays to your advantage. Well, that's um, the thing. Like you say, all the holes. Like people are just like panicking because you know we don't have corners. There's talks of us nope. trading Harris, and everyone knows why. And we don't have a DT, but. Again, we have five picks in the top three rounds. We have fifteen million of cap space. If you trade Harris, you get another ten million of cap space. So I just think people and need to like let this play out. And the season hasn't even started yet. That's the thing. Like, like everyone's like freaking out. It's like, okay, well, we haven't even made any moves besides re-signing our own guys. Like, let's say we add a left guard in free agency. Okay, well, our offensive line is all intact. And then you add an, a, a you go from elf line to say it's like a Schofield or someone that's still out there. Now your offense aligns better. You have all your weapons back but digs. Okay, we'll add a weapon in the in the draft. Add a couple of them. All of a sudden your offense, yeah, is it's different, but maybe it's better still. I don't you know what I mean? Like I just people are just losing their minds. You should easily be able to add a corner. I'm sure we'll sign a vet corner too. Yeah. DTs like, were bad last year. Like I we we Linval Joseph was not good last year. Xavier Rhodes was not good last year. So you know. Yeah, I and Again, like the legit, the the league year hasn't even started yet. Of yeah. course, we've got a bunch of fucking we're holes. S- we're still in the tampering period, apparently. Tom yeah, Brady's like, a buccaneer, but you know, nothing started yet. Yep. So, so I I don't know. Like, yeah, it. It's like Josh Klein. There, like, how long did it take us to sign him? It was like a few weeks into the agency, and he turned out to be like a very good starting right guard. Probably our best free agent signing in a couple of years. Yeah, like the, he actually just came in and like took that job and played very well in it. Like if we can get one of those at the left guard, say you sign some, you know, vet corner that replaces Trey Wayne's, you know, but you just it for cheaper. Cool. Let's get Mike Hughes healthy, Holton Hill, and draft there's a slew of corners in this draft too. I mean, our holes are actually at good spots to go fill them. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, this this draft definitely plays into like our favor. And I I wonder if the Vikings front office, like, 
really like took a look at this draft and go, all right, let's go get a bunch of picks and like we we can't rebuild and expect to like keep our jobs, but we can definitely retool and reshape the way this team is because maybe we did see the peak of that team. Maybe thirteen and three in the NFC title game was the peak of that team. But I feel that like, doesn't mean you have to get rid of everyone. I feel like the thirteen and three season was our peak, and it might have gone further had Bradford not gotten hurt. Like, oh, and or was that? Yeah, that's Bradford's second year. Like, it, it had that could have been a Super Bowl championship team, but it didn't get to be because Cook got hurt, Bradford got hurt, and now like last year was like kind of the end of that team, and now it's like you said, it's not. It's I feel like some people are like, oh, we're in full rebuild mode, but like we still have a bunch of really good players, like. You still have Daniil Hunter, and everyone's like, oh, Griff is gone, but it sounds like we're going to try to get Griffin back. You have two really good linebackers. You have two really good safeties, depending on what happens with Harris, and your offense is still the same minus Diggs, which I get Diggs is a big missing piece, but there's a how, lot. How many, how many years did it take Zimmer to turn a Leslie Frazier team into a uh, playoff team? Yeah, what was that, two years? He had one year that wasn't? Uh, yeah, I think he went seven and nine, six and ten, and that team was Got- way worse than this team. Like, yeah, I, it, it, people worry about like the corners. It's like, dude, I feel like Holton Hill will be fine. Mike Hughes will be fine. Like, I just, it's not like our corners were doing good last year. Xavier Rhodes is getting smoked left and right. Yeah, and so wins. if you can just, you could replace Xavier Rhodes with Holton Hill, and Holton Hill could get smoked left and right, and you could just go, all right. So that side hasn't changed. Yeah, that I just feel like, like people are worried, and it's like, okay, but most of the guys we've lost so far aren't, like, game-changing guys besides Stefan Diggs. Like, Trey Wayne's very good number two corner. I really liked him, but you can replace that. Xavier Rhodes, bad player. Linval Joseph, below-average player. Griffin, I would like to bring him back, but I think Adenable could fill his shoes somewhat. But, like, I just... Besides the Diggs... It's just like these losses aren't the end of the world. We can replace them with younger guys. Maybe they're maybe they could be better. Who knows? I don't know. I don't, so yeah, I, it's the fear of the unknown. I think really, like yeah, yeah. you know, Stefan Diggs, really good player, um, and you, you you damn well know the next guy who comes in and plays the X or the Y or whatever spot he is, he, he's going to get compared to Diggs. Be like, oh, like if we took a receiver in the first, somebody's going to go, oh, so. We got this guy, and he's nowhere near Diggs. I know. I almost wish we don't take one in the first. Just, just so we of that. don't have that. Like, he's the new Diggs. Like, when we used our pick for Moss to take Williamson, like, let's just take one in the second so we don't have to deal with, like, the... Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want you to stray away from taking a wide receiver at 22 oh, because yeah. you don't want him to be committed. It's a really dumb, actually, like, thought process. Like, oh, let's skip on uh, Henry Ruggs because we don't want to, like, put the pressure on him. Like, no, if he's the best player on the board, just take him. Can you yeah. imagine, like, Ruggs in that spot? Like, I know Diggs was a really good deep threat, but, like, Ruggs is 4-2 speed, can run solid routes and good hands. Like, if you draft him with Thielen... And maybe sign like just a random some vet, or maybe draft another guy in the fourth. Like that, that offense is still it's different, but I feel like it's just as good as it would be last year. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> um, because you know, Rugs is more like Diggs, obviously, you know, top three route runner in the league. But like Rugs is more straight line speed, yeah, pure deep threat. Diggs, I feel like, is probably more versatile. I mean, that probably that shows because he played slot, he plays outside, he does everything. But if you're just looking for a guy to just run some streak routes and 
pull some people out of the box. Like a guy who runs four two, it's pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that and like Ruggs is kind of the guy who I would want now out of the three, um, just because of him being a pure burner. Um, Probably the most likely I, to be there too. Maybe not though. He ran so fast, I, and the other guy, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think for me now for the Vikings it would still go Lamb at the top, but I think I'd flop Rugs and Judy because like Judy is essentially Diggs, which obviously we know what that what that does. But I'd rather see what a burner does. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we looked at our team and just they went, okay, Diggs doesn't really like Cousins that much. They don't get along. Cousins doesn't force the ball to anyone. We run run first. We run. A bootleg system, like, do we really need this 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 guy who's not happy? Let's just trade him, get some picks, and like, seems like the right move. And like, I just see so many biking fans on Twitter, like, we're rebuilding now. It's over. All we did was re-sign a punter and a fullback. Like, oh, oh my. my my favorite punter of all time. Yeah, and CJ Ham. Come on, everyone needs a fullback. Yeah, the hammer. Uh, the Browns traded for a fullback. Yeah, Kevin Stefanski needs a fullback. You know, I love how uh, a lot of people are. The we'll just stick with the Browns real quick. They uh, they traded or signed Austin Hooper, uh, signed Austin Hooper, uh, and everyone's like, "Oh, we're just going to count out David and Joku now, huh?" It's like, ah, do, do you not know what kind of offense he runs? They're they're both going to get playing time. Yeah, basically, uh, Hooper is Rudolph and Joku is Irv Smith. Irv like, Smith. Yeah, and now you got Landry and Beckham. And, and Kareem Hunt Nick and Nick Chubb. That's nah, going to be pretty good. And you have and Case Keenum. Andy, and Andy Janovich. Wow, that's the fullback, right? Yes. So, okay, okay. So He's white. What do you, uh, what do you think uh, we're going to do going forward now? Just kind of... We're going to sign a I couple guys, that, right? No, I think this is our roster going into the year. Um, <laughs> Spielman I ruined just, it. I don't know his problem. Just, yeah, I think we're just gonna forego the draft, and uh, yeah. I think this is our roster going forward, and I think it's a Super Bowl contender. So funny how many Viking fans like hated Trey Waynes, hated Rhodes. You know, they love the draft, and then all of a sudden it's like, what the fuck? We traded everybody, or, or we cut everyone. We suck. We have all these holes. Shut her down. Well, it's like, well, it's because we kept the players they don't like. What CJ Ham and Colquitt and Eric Wilson? They're like they're like ancillary well, we pieces. Kirk they don't Cousins. matter. They don't they're like just Kirk depth. Cousins. They don't we like kept Kirk Cousins. They don't. That's like Kirk that's what it is. What's funny is we don't even like Kirk Cousins that much. But like, what do you? Again, He's I just never understand the right alternative. Now, like the alternative is to like we always say is to go get Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, great. Let's do it. Find me Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you point him out. It. You point him out. Point out Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. We've been looking for 50 years as a franchise, and we it seems like more times than not, we pull a Ponder or a T-Jack or a... The closest know. we got to Patrick Mahomes was Randall Cunningham, and we pulled him out of retirement. Yeah, he so. was 40. We've <laughs> The best pulls we ever have are people at their last legs. Warren Moon, Brett Favre, and Randall Cunningham. The only good players we've ever drafted is, what, Tarkington and Culpepper? Yeah. I we uh, like to to act uh, like Teddy just, Bridgewater. Yeah, well, Teddy B. That was our guy. That was him. Yep, guy got but, twenty million uh, after blowing his leg up for two years. That should have been uh, him. So yeah. sad, disappointing. He's gonna tear it up. When I saw the first report that he was gonna go to the Bears, I was like, "Fuck this." Yep. 
He's, I was sad, but a little excited because I could I got to watch him twice a year. I'll fight against us on the Bears, but you know, two full games of Teddy, you know, it's I won't complain too much. I just didn't but, want like I want to root for Teddy. I want him to prove people that said like, you know, he couldn't against us. Yeah, it's like I well I don't want him to do good on the Bears. So now I want to root against him. So now he's on the Panthers. I can root for him. I hope he shows all the people that claim he's that we had to move on from Teddy and go to Kirk. Like I'm thinking about like Paul Charchian who says he can't throw downfield and all this crap. It's like we'll see. I mean, maybe he isn't as good as we think he is, but he seems think, about on par with Kirk Cousins. Fit. So I, I think it's a perfect fit. Yeah, it's uh, a great fit. Get it to playmakers. Like that's the offense he needs. Yeah, and they're. They're like they're two top playmakers, or they're three top playmakers: uh, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, and Christian McCaffrey, all under or all under six foot, and they're 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 burners. So he and it's just a little like touch pass, get them into in, like an open spot and let them do work. Well, it's like yeah, like, like throw them, even offense. they do like the easy like bubble screen or a quick slant or something. Like they'll do all the yak stuff, you know. They'll catch and run after that. Throw a screen to Christian McCaffrey, like. He's just, <clears throat> I don't know. I think it's a great fit. Plus, they got uh, that that young offensive coordinator that's supposed to be some genius, right? Well, and the uh, the thing I kind of forgot about was he, Joe Brady, uh, was the offensive coordinator at LSU last year, or like the quarterback, whatever he was. Yeah. But he was a uh, an assistant for the Saints, Teddy B's first year there. So he already oh. kind of knows. The, so he already kind of knows the system and the verbiage and things like that. So he's a perfect fit. Perfect fit. Hmm. All right. Well, I think that probably wraps it up. What do you? What do you? Overall, what do you give the Diggs trade? You you happy with it, or would you? Yeah, I'm happy with it. I think uh, I think I give it an A minus. Uh, yeah, I feel like there's just like some. You know, you got to leave room for the extra seconds and firsts in there. Yeah, I just feel like for the situation Spielman was put in, he did pretty damn good, but it still sucks to lose someone like as fun to watch and as, like, I mean, Diggs was a beast. So yep. it, it sucks but, to lose him. But again, Diggs didn't want to be here. I don't know what to tell you. People that wonder why we traded him didn't want to be here. I don't know. He doesn't like Kirk. He doesn't like Minnesota. He doesn't, you know, at least we don't have to read his tweets and shit and wonder what he's thinking. Yeah, and like in the words of Adam Hammers, what a turd. <laughs> is that is that what we're saying? What yeah, like like that that uh, from why like the whole Diggs thing just what a turd, you know? I just I I, I like Diggs, but I kind of hope in like a year or two, like it's he's just pissed off again. He wants a new contract. Josh Allen's just overthrowing him left and right. Buffalo's cold. They're losing somehow. You know, I mean, yeah. Now that he's gone, I I hope this is like I I hope this is his career. You know, I hope he just goes from place to place, going what like Tio, just complaining constantly. Like, yeah, and like I love me a I love me a diva receiver. Like, I think that's why I love <laughs> Diggs. Uh, but like, when it gets bad, this is like this is the shit that happens. Well, it's like and we, I don't even think we it were, got that bad. He walked out on his team when we were two and two. With blowout wins against Oakland and Atlanta and losses to Green Bay and the Bears on the road. Like not not like it's not like he lost to Detroit. Like we were two and two and he and the Bears threw a tantrum and left his team. Like it's like, dude, 
you might want to get it together because what if the Bills start out one and three? Like, is you gonna be okay? Well, yeah, and the Bears were, you know, beginning of the year, they were a Super Bowl contender. They were two and one. They were one. supposed we to the, be the team that won the division, you know? Yeah, and, we, we went into their house and, like, yeah, we we got our ass kicked, but but the score didn't say we got our ass kicked. You know, we could have we got beat down a lot worse on the score. Yeah, it's just, it's just funny for, like, just to be unhappy in this situation. Like, I kind of get why Percy Harvin wasn't happy. He had Christian Ponder thrown in the ball. And Brad Shoulders has a coach. Like, yeah, dude went from fucking farm to potter. <laughs> yeah, like I get it, you know. And I just, it, it's weird for Diggs to be unhappy. I guess it just, it was that Kirk Cousins, you know, that 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 robot vibe. So, well, yeah, because like the dude got passes from Case Keenum and not a peep. Yeah, but like, peep. Case Keenum was riding a magical like fucking wave that year, just lobbing him up to me. Probably loved it. Oh, he's like, Case, you should just chuck the ball up. Oh, hmm. yep. I don't know. Uh, I I just like I hope win. it doesn't end well. And like I I do like Diggs, but it just makes it would make me laugh. <laughs> yep, yep. I uh I I don't I don't want to wish anything bad to him because I like him. But you know if bad things start happening to him, yeah, I you know I don't want him. any injuries or anything. I just want him to no. be overthrown like four times in a game and see see what happens. Just see if he gets yeah, upset I, about it. I like all right, Darren. Um, over under. Over under the first year until you get the first like digs tantrum on the sideline. I say he has one this coming year. I feel like he yeah like just uh. Okay, how about over under twelve and a half games? I'll say he has one in the second half of the season. So over okay. eight games, he's gonna he's gonna have a game where he's upset. Do we okay. play the Bills coming? We don't. We no, played them I two years ago, so. I think. Yeah, it was two years ago. Because, so like, that would be a game years. where he would be mad. If, like, he's not getting the ball against us, I feel like he'd be, like, starting to get angry. Yeah, it'll be in Buffalo this time, too, because, obviously... Well, we got to go to that. Bill's Mafia. The, the, oh, definitely. I will jump through a table. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> it just, Diggs, it's like he just would have rather gone anywhere but stayed here, apparently. That's very strange. Yeah. Yeah, that's really, that is very strange. Most um, people like it here. Like, it seems like, you know, Barr came back. All of our guys usually come back, but. Now, I don't know. Not our secondary, it seems like. J-Rock Curse wants out. Trey Wayne's no interest. Unless we also just didn't have interest. Our in secondary was never any good. I didn't like any of those players. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm more of a Holton Hill guy. Yeah, you know, I've I've always been anti-cornerbacks. Um so how the hell did we draft a corner first round like six times and we don't have any left? <laughs> Fucking because Rick. it wasn't it wasn't six times it was three Rhodes, Waynes, and Hughes, right? Yeah, Mac a second round pick. Yep. Uh, we're gonna get a lot of comp picks though if we don't do any moves. So I'm hoping we stick to those those free agents that were cut. Yep. Let's get yep. some comp picks, but okay. I don't know. I feel like uh, next week hopefully we have some some additions to the team so people can calm down a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, Even I'm just thinking more like just some like lower tier vets, you know, like a yeah, some, well, like bringing the uh, uh, who who's the dude we brought in the uh, the guard last year? Josh Klein. Uh, no, no, no. The uh, the shit. Oh, Dakota Dozier. Dakota Dozier. Like, yeah. Even if it is, even if it is just like a Dakota Dozier, I doesn't just have like, to be on the offensive line. Just spread out there. Just give me three Dakota Dozers. 
Yeah, sort of like week. like that you build the wall of like this is as bad as we'll be. Dakota Dozier's like the minimum. So like when we do yeah. we'll add someone in the draft, like at least you don't have to force anything. Like just go grab like a you know a corner, you know someone like Jonathan Joseph. The guy's like forty. Just plug him in. You know, yeah, get yourself like, some I, shit receiver that can at least like be a NFL receiver. It doesn't have to be like some game changer, but just a body. Yep, yep. And like, uh, uh, I, I, I said it on the mock offseason. I really do like the fit of a keep to lead. I don't know if he can stay healthy for a full year, but just to fill that Xavier Rhodes hole, I think yeah, that's I kind feel, of a name to look at. I feel like there's got to be like I wouldn't mind like the, the the Falcons cut Desmond Trufant, so like you could sign him and it doesn't hurt you in the compensatory pick, like. You could find someone that could be as bad as Xavier Rhodes. You could probably find someone that's even better than him for a lot less. So let's go find a couple guys like that, maybe a DT, try to get yep. Griffin back, and then head to the draft and then add our playmakers there. Absolutely. I think uh, I think that's the way to go to uh, for the longevity of this roster. Yeah, and maybe we trade Anthony Harris, and then we can sign like a – if we did that, we could sign a real top-end guy. Maybe you could sign Robbie Anderson. Maybe you that, could sign oh, – uh, Ooh, I, Robbie Anderson, that'd be fun. That's a burner. You know, he'd fill out um, that spot. Yep, I uh, I saw we had interest in Jimmy Ward before yeah. we went back to the Yeah, and Packers. then someone said we even had interest in Jeff Heath. That's Which, disgusting. Yeah, that's a little upsetting. But sounds like we're like we're willing to just go pay for like a not a ton for a safety, but just go get one. I really feel like Zimmer is like, dude, Anthony Harris is very good, but he's very good because I put him in the right spots. I think what Zimmer said couple weeks ago at the combine is exactly how he feels yeah like i don't value that spot that much and i'm certainly not paying two safeties that like as much as we pay harrison smith so i can plug in a guy like andrew freaking sandejo and he does the job just as good as anthony harris like i can find a vet like a jimmy ward or you know someone for half the price and not have to and maybe get a pick for anthony harris i mean if he gets a pick for harris and then we go replace him with someone, and it works out. Like, that's a hell of a move to not just let him walk. Although you could have yeah. got a comp pick, maybe, if you don't sign someone. I think, like, what uh, Zimmer looks for in a second safety is somebody, like, who's fundamentally sound. The yeah. names we, that we mentioned, Jimmy Ward and Jeff Heath. Though they, They're not, like, eye-popping by any means. Yeah, it's like but those be, are two fundamentally sound guys. Be in the right spot. And have like yep. a little bit of range. Like it just seems like okay, Harrison Smith will do all the crazy stuff. You just need to, you know, be in the right spot and not fuck up. Like you said, Zimmer probably likes Anthony Harris, but is thinking he's only this good because I put him there. Yeah, because like, of the way the scheme is, because of the way you know he's. I, I just think he thinks well, you do the job good, but I could I got seven other guys that I could have do this job good. You're not Daniel well, Hunter. You're not like yeah, and it's. Well, in like safety wise, it's not like he's Ed Reed out there either, where you see him flying halfway across the field to get a pick. The thing you with know? Harris is it just seemed like he always was in the right place at the right time and had like the for some reason just always had the ability to create a turnover, which we kind of lack. I think he was the forgotten man in the secondary. Yeah, I mean for a while until like this year he kinda of like was like, Oh hey, like Anthony Harris is actually pretty good. Yeah, so, you have to start accounting for him. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. If he stays, I mean, he's a hell of a player. If he goes, I understand why he would go. Like, I'm not going to panic and be like, oh, my gosh, why didn't we keep him? You know, it's funny because, like, you got people, that real, real, like, PFF analytical people that are like, don't pay running backs. But then they're like, well, you need to pay this safety. It's like, really? Like a safety? I, 
even if you value it a little bit, it's certainly not ahead of corners and edge. So it's like at best the third most important position on defense. But like if you want to put it ahead of linebacker and interior defense, and I would put it maybe only ahead of linebacker. I don't know, it might be the lowest one there is, if, especially if you already have Harrison Smith. So I don't. It just seems like to people yeah, that say like don't uh, pay Cook, I, but you need to pay two safeties. No, yeah, you're talking like the second safety, right? Like, yeah, like I'll pay if you're safety, already paying Harrison Smith as much safety, as you're paying yeah, so it's, yeah, like I get if you yeah, have I Ed Reed. Yeah, I think it's only like that third linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just it's the same people arguing it. But it mostly just seems because PFF had him as like the, one of their best players. So it's like, well, if PFF says he's really good, we should pay him. PFF says don't, yeah, don't pay a running back. We shouldn't pay Delvin Cook, even though it seemed like when he was out of the lineup, our offense suffered a lot more than like when Thielen was out of the lineup. But what do I know? Sure. Yeah. They claim I mean, that you can just he, plug in any running back and you're good to go. But I, I did watch Matt Asiata for an entire season, and it wasn't pretty. Uh, a whole season? I remember watching him for like a couple seasons. One uh, year, who was it that got hurt and we ended up having to watch Jarek McKinnon and Asiata? Was that Cook's rookie season? Yeah, that was Cook's rookie season. No, wait, that would have been Latavius Murray Peterson. and Jarek McKinnon, right? Well, then Peterson got Peterson got hurt. That's what it was. That Bradford year, and we had to watch Ozzy Adam McKinnon, and they were a, just a just a shit show. Yeah, I remember uh, Matt Asiata had like twenty two carries for like sixty eight yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> Fantasy monster, but it oh, is even really like you look at Madison. It's like yeah, Madison's really good, but he's still not Delvin Cook. So no, like, but he's there's not some Matt value Asiata there. either. Well, he's definitely not Matt Asiata. Our our running back situation is a lot better than it used to be. Yeah, and like, uh, yeah, he's no Delvin Cook, so it's not like you can. You can't like for the people just, that are just like, oh, just get like, don't pay Cook. We have Matt Madison. It's like, I feel like Madison, like, yeah, he could be like a low end starter, or he could be like a really good to like backup, which is what he is. Twelve hundred yards a year, if that's what you're looking for. But if you're looking for like a a playmaker, like a like, superstar. Yeah. I don't think you're going to get that out of Madison. I get the theory of like, yeah, you could put most running backs, and if you give them enough carries, they're going to get 1,200 yards. That's sort of a Madison type. Like, yeah, he's solid. He's good. He could be a starter. But if you want like someone that's actually changing, like teams have to respect him and can break a 70-yard touchdown and can take a screen pass for like, that's Delvin Cook. That's, you know. Yeah, it's in my opinion, it's kind of like with the Steelers where it'd be going from like Le'Veon Bell to James Conner. Yeah, like you it's know, like, fine, you know, but it's still a difference. Yeah, and I, I personally like Madison more than Connor, but okay, uh, okay, okay. That's not that's not really the point. <laughs> this is the Steelers podcast now. Let's talk. <laughs> yeah, let's talk Steel Curtain. They've got two watts there now. <laughs> Double wattage. That's solid. That's all. Although I, I will be getting a Teddy Panthers jersey, and I've adopted the Panthers as my second favorite team. So I'm very excited uh, about this. Yeah, I'm trying to decide if I want a Black Panthers jersey or the white one because the whites are really cool. I want the white with the light blue. I think that's oh. what Or is it light blue with white? I don't know what it is, but there's light blue involved somewhere. I want those. There, there's light blue with white jer- or with white numbers. That I think that's... I don't know. I was really hoping he would go to the Chargers because then I could have like an AFC team. But Yeah, an AFC is. team would have been nice. That's why, like, him going to the Jets was sweet. He's like, oh, I can root for the Jets, definitely. Mm. And then they just took that bum, Sam Darnold. 
Yeah, traded Teddy for a third. Teddy's getting paid $20 million and is worth a third-round pick, and people thought he was terrible. Yeah, people thought like he would never get a starting job again. Yeah. Um, he was like 22 years old and went 11-5, and five, but, I mean, obviously that was all Adrian Peterson. It had nothing to do with him, you know. Kirk Cousins uh, wasn't even out of college when he was uh, going 11-5 and five and should have won a playoff game, but, you know, let's compare their stats. Let's compare those, you know, that, that matters. Well, why don't we well, compare yeah, what he does in Kirk, his, you know, age 27 season to what Kirk Cousins does, and we'll see what happens. Is, like, how old is Teddy? Like, 25, 27, 20, 28? I think he's 27, 27, 28. Yeah, so, you know, I feel like he's going to do good, do big things. Yep, I'm excited. Uh, and uh, on that note, do we have anything else for today? No, I think we're probably good. Maybe we'll come back next week with a, you know, if 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 there's any interesting news. Obviously, we had to get on today because of the digs trade and we had some other stuff. But if nothing really happens, we'll maybe skip another week. Otherwise, if we get a bunch of, you know, we sign some sweet free agents, make another trade, maybe Harris gets dealt, we'll jump back on and talk some more. Well, maybe even we for sure go back because we should probably even do some more draft talk. I mean, that's it's approaching. Yeah, we uh, maybe we'll, if everything's kind of light on the uh, the free agency period, maybe we'll just do a mock draft. Yeah, we haven't um, done just a regular old mock draft. This is going to be fun, too, with two first-round yeah, picks, and we have, like, you could even do a three-round mock, and you get to pick five guys. Yep. Five players in three rounds. I mean, doing these draft network mocks, it just seems like you can plug every freaking hole. Obviously, they're not all going to be good players, but, like, just doing it with all these picks, it's like, all right, there's my three tech. There's my offensive tackle. Okay, let me take two receivers. Let me grab a corner. Like, it's it's going to be pretty cool to just infuse this team with all this youth from this draft class. Yep, definitely. Just, and, like, with 13 picks, like, obviously, like you said, not everyone's going to make an impact. But if you can get five guys who can make even just a slight impact their first year, like, yeah. that's – that's kind of like the jolt of youth you need. So. I mean, what did we have this last year? Like, BC made an impact, or Smith made an impact, Madison made an impact. I feel like I'm missing someone. Who did we take in the first? Bradbury. I mean, he was up and down, but, like, he's clearly... Like, if you could get... And that was, what, 10 picks? I mean, you have 13, and you have and you have higher picks. You have two-thirds and two-firsts. Austin Cutting so. made an impact. Who? Austin Cutting. <laughs> Big impact. You saw those field goals go in. He directly added points to our team, I think. Uh, oh, definitely. His EPA was through. Yeah, you can't even measure that. Like PFF can't even figure out how to measure the, the like what a set a long snapper brings to the game. So I think I'm going to create a long snapper grade. <laughs> just make it up to Jake's long snapper no grade. Se- just be like 86.3 no every every year. Austin Cutting's like in the premium like top line. Just always the best one, regardless. Accuracy no, is like 96. percent Yo, it's going to be great. People are going to be like, dude, what's your formula? And I'm never going to tell them. No, but it's proprietary. I can't tell you. Like, It, it involves velocity. It involves like where the laces end up. This is all. It's, we grade every play. Yeah, I, uh, I factor in the win at <laughs> yeah, yeah. every game. <laughs> it's the Graves long snapper grades. Graves grades. <laughs> wait, wait, there's, wait, 10 years from now, Austin Cutting will probably be the highest graded long snapper of all time. I'm just, He's a Hall of Fame. You will be hunch. pushing the Hall of Fame long snapper. You'll be the only one out there. Like, this guy deserves to be in. You don't know what he meant to this team. Uh, Austin well, Cutting from the Air Force. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hope our draft is similar to the Saints draft when they got, like, Lattimore and Kamara and all that. Let's do that. Let's get, like, four starters and just, like, you know, 
letter buck. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we'll uh, we'll catch him next week, I guess. We'll wrap it up here. Yeah, we'll look for you guys next week. Uh, you guys stay safe and healthy out there. Take care. <laughs>